Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that is all about the music and movies that are old enough for us to remake without it being weird. Yep. Yes. Uh, we've started this journey together and like any band, we've had our highs and we've had our lows, but gratefully, we're here to tell you the story of how we decided to recast movies with this month's theme of films about bands, whether they be fictional or real. Mostly fictional. Mostly fictional. Joining us is the man who has never given out his real name, Asa. That is my real name. <laughs> You've never given out your real name. And chief editor of the Recasted magazine. That doesn't exist. It's me, Chris. So, I am a Groupie. band-aid, and you're the chief editor of a magazine? Yep. You jerk. <laughs> who had the more glamorous life? You lived in like six countries. Yeah, so chief editor. <laughs> Okay, rock and roll has taken us back. Oh, taking the back seat to the more modern flavor of music genres that we have these days. But you know what? If there's one thing you know, you just can't kill rock and roll. Example: Damn straight. Keith Richards. Nothing kills that man. Yeah. We'll, we'll debate well, on whether or not the Rolling Stones are <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> all right, we're switching that vinyl from the pops of the 2000s to the rock and roll of the 70s. Yeah, so we're yeah. dropping the needle on our film that we are recasting of Almost Famous. I had never seen this movie. I always get this movie confused with another movie, but I have seen this movie. What's the other movie? Uh, for some reason, I always think it's the other one with Mark Wahlberg. Rockstar? Yeah. I don't know why I get them confused. That's an actually true story, though. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I get them confused. Yeah. I think it's just the titles. Like, I think Almost Famous, I think, well, he was... Famous, and then he wasn't, and then I was got confused. Star, wasn't it? I don't remember. It I doesn't remember, matter. It's Mark Wahlberg. Um, but I do. I have seen this movie because I do remember quite a bit of it. I forgot how many yes. people are in this movie. Oh yeah. Because I was like, wait a minute, is that Kyle Gass? Wait a minute. Yeah, that took me by surprise. Is that Rain Wilson? <laughs> the Kyle Gass thing is like, yeah. is that Kyle Gass? Yeah. And, like, he talks, like, a minute into this, this thing, and you're like, that is 100% cow. Oh, God. Love, I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. they just started swearing at each other. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, what's his name? God, Canadian kid. Anna Paquin? Well, no, Anna Paquin was in this. No, but super young Canadian kid. Guy. Seth, Seth Rogen's buddy. Oh, Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. Yeah. I love Jay Baruchel. Can't remember his name, though. <laughs> Mitch I forgot he was in this. Mitch Hedberg was in this. Was it him? Yeah. It was him. Okay. I was like, is that as Mitch one of, Hedberg? As one of the roadie captains. He um, just didn't sound like Mitch Hedberg. Mark Marin was that angry promoter that fought with uh, <laughs> the manager. Um, yeah. The guy from Modern Family mm -hmm. was the hotel clerk who's mom <laughs> Your mom scares me. Yeah. Please don't um, have her call here again. Oh, who was the other one? The, the David Bowie fan. Oh, yeah. From Grandma's Boy and yeah. stuff like that, like the Nick, Nick Swartzen. You I mean know. Nick you mean Swartzen? Bo Bowie? No, it's not what I mean. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a lot of a lot of people in this. And Kyle Gass. God. He's uncredited. Is he really? Yeah. My God, Kyle. Yeah, as Quince Allen, mm -hmm. director's cut only. I oh. did watch the director's cut. I watched the extended Apparently one. Apparently, I watched the director's cut. Yeah. But I really, really like this movie. I know it's, it just pay. Oh God! All right. Um, Polly Perdetti is in this. Yeah, 
She was. Didn't see her at all. Alice no, Wilson. I did. Winsome. She she was the DJ at the beginning. Was she? With um Lester. Oh okay. Um Phillips you Seymour Hoffman. I thought I recognized that actress's voice. Because remember how we talked about the fact like she's quite old. Well, she's much older than she yeah, yeah. The, the person she portrays. But yeah, she's in that. Because I was like, oh, it's NCIS. So, bam. I um yeah I don't I, this movie just. I don't know. It just definitely painted this picture of the 70s music scene that I knew was terrible. But they did it in such a good way that it was very entertaining. Right? And um, I don't know. Just I, like, just listening to that, the music in this, in this mm-hmm. movie, too, is just, it's so good. And like they said it at such, such the right time um, uh-huh. for, like, for this whole premise yeah. of the death of rock and roll and everything. I liked um, the fact they all sang Elton John on the bus together. Yeah, that is. I've definitely seen that scene. That scene, um, because it's been it was one of those famous, yeah, like singing along to a music scenes and movies type of thing, and one of the most iconic, mm-hmm. like, and it's beautiful, and it totally Great. is, and it just, and it shows how good um, Elton John is. No, how how like how um, how they are together. As oh, a group, yeah. right? It totally just washes away all the bullshit of I'm quitting, I quit, yeah, yeah. I went and on it's an just, acid it's, trip. It's just this band these band yeah. members who love the music and love what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a good it was a good film. Yeah. I'm gonna start off because I didn't choose him, but I really wanted to. I really wanted the band to be the Foo Fighters. I so, just felt like he was too old. Yeah, and it, it wouldn't feel right being now. No, because he wasn't. He was um, Nirvana. Wow. Oh, yeah. See, that he started was, off as Nirvana. And that I was, was like, the only other era I could see this movie being set in is like the '90s, the grunge scene, the grunge, like new metal, like Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn yeah. Manson, but I, all that stuff because those people were terrible to their groupies. Yeah. Right, like um, Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. In the eighties too. Well, I thought of doing right. like the eighties hair bands. So, because kind of going like yeah, you go like Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, the Bon Jovi, yeah. like all of those like big pop rock and roll, mm-hmm. right? Like pop rock. Yeah, basically it is. But no, I would. I'm keeping this in the seventies too. But um, I just like. I really wanted Dave Grohl to be the main guy, and I was just like, he's make just... him a roadie, make him the oh, he's gonna... character. Like, no, there. This movie's got to be full of cameos of That's some kind, right? Basically, like, a, like it was in this yeah. this version. Basically, I'm gonna throw in as many, not in my cast list, but like as many artists that yeah. I could into this. Like, yeah. if you have somebody, I'd have somebody playing David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like dressed a, up like a person playing David, yeah. But like, or Ziggy Star- Stardust, like yeah. just get Lady Gaga to look like Kate Blanchett. Sure, she did Dylan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but get people, or get like, yeah, like get Dave Grohl to show up in this somewhere yeah. as a roadie, as like, like the one of the managers be to be. What was that? What was that roadie? That the Alton Brothers. Red Dog. Roadie. Yeah, Red Dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who was also somebody I I recognize. Um, yes. The legendary Red Dog, Zach Ward. Um, yeah. Freddy vs. Jason, Transformers. Hmm. Resident Evil Apocalypse. 
Somebody I recognize, not somebody good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, yeah, it's this just unabashed, like, depiction of these people's, like, obvious mental problems mm-hmm. and the way they poorly, poorly treated the people who were around them, right? Basically bought and sold the band-aids. They did at one yeah. point. They bet. Yeah, they bet them. Yeah. We all knew we were going to New York and yeah, Leslie. Well, no, whatever what her name a is. Shitty thing to do to people. Yeah, yeah. but it and it just shows like the naivete of um, Cameron Crowe's character. Yeah. Um, what's his Will. name? Will. Yeah, William. Um, where he just, he, you know. But I like so one of the things I really like about the story is the fact that he. Right, he has that whole moment of like I'm in love with you and blah blah blah. Where you go, yeah, you know he's infatuated with her and mm-hmm. like that's kind of the story where it's i love her and want to protect her and then this guy's like oh i love her and she's just like you know what i'm going my own way i'm going to morocco yeah so yeah. and she did she well, ended up going to morocco yeah so good for her i know she just called me too why um Anyways, you want some fun facts, or do you want to tell us about the movie? No, it's fun fact it up. Then we'll talk fun about the movie. Facts, fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. Oh, no, I moved all my fun facts. All right, number one. <clears throat> so, there actually was a band called Stillwater in the 70s, though hmm. the band depicted in the film is not them. That they agreed sense. to the use of their name after reading the script. That so, makes sense. I actually didn't know. I was like, is this... I like th- to be honest. I always thought they were based on other bands, and from reading it up, mm-hmm. that they were based on a bunch of different bands. So. Yeah. However, that being said, the legal disclaimer at the end of the film, which for most films merely states that all characters and events are fictional, with any real life similarities being coincidence, notes that the character of Penny Lane was loosely based on the real individual. Cameron Crowe has stated that Penny Lane is based on his real life friend Penny Trumbull, who goes by the name Penny Lane. Different i.e. instead of why she lives in portland oregon and is involved in the music industry i knew a penny lane once hmm? was it on the beatles album no okay. it was an actual person all right <laughs> uh when the band find out that william is using everything in his rolling stones article jeff bebe mm-hmm. bebe wears a t-shirt that says jeff bebe on it yep but the picture above it is of russell hammond this is a sly allusion to the feud between them and ties into the line from the untitled version where Jeff says to Russell, Russell, I'm the you they get when they can't have you. Yeah. I didn't really pick that up until afterwards. No, I noticed that. I thought it was just kind of like part of like the other shirt debacle too, where like he's the only one in focus. Uh, Dennis Hope warns the band, if you think Mick Jagger is going to be touring when he's 50, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Yeah. As of 2021, it sounds 2022, at the age of 78, he is still active and touring. Yeah. So suck it, Dennis Hope. <laughs> uh, but in, that was a very different world. Like I they know. never thought that they, they never thought this shit would happen. But again, that's the thing. Like a lot of those bands had these like long periods where they just you know they were done and they thought they were done. Rock and Roll's dead, and then yeah. now you still have like the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac yeah. showing up every so often together. Well, not technically, that you can. can blame the Stones for Rock and Roll dying. Hmm. Well, that was that concert in 69. Wasn't that the death of disco? 
No. Or is that something else? That was the death of rock and roll. It was basically the, they decided to use the Hells Angels as security and a bunch of people got their shit kicked out of them and I think one person died. Oh, nice. So. Way to go. Yeah. Last but not least, in the documentary Supermensch in 2013, Chef Gordon reveals that Cameron Crowe was present on a jet plane with him and the members of Alice Cooper's band, Alice Cooper. Severe turbulence hit the plane during a storm, and in a panic, one of the passengers yelled, We're all going to die. I need to confess something. Turning to another passenger, it's unknown exactly who had this exchange, and telling him, I've been sleeping with your wife. At which point, the pilot told everyone on the flight that the plane was okay, and they are landing safely, leaving everyone in an awkward silence for the rest of the flight. <laughs> this incident, which Crow witnessed himself, most probably inspired the famous plane scene in Almost Famous. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I just think it would be funny. We're all going to die. I've been sleeping with your wife. <laughs> You're all going to be fine. Well, that was one of the things, right? That yeah. was the conversation, right? So, <laughs> the drummer. <laughs> that's his only line in the movie. Is it? Yeah. No, oh, that's funny. I liked the interview with the bass player. Hmm? What do you bring to the to the band? Bass. The bass? <laughs> what, what would the band be missing if you weren't there? The bass. The bass. <laughs> I like the drummer, though. He's just like, Shrugs his shoulders. I did not realize that was his only line. That's his only line in the whole movie. Well, that's one of the reasons why we didn't recast them. It's like there's no no reason to recast these two. They're just... Yeah. Whatever. You could get anybody to do that. But, like, I I don't know. It's just... It's a really good coming-of-age tale in this crazy, screwed-up world of rock and roll touring. And But it's, uh, it's crazy to think... When, you, when you're watching this, and you're like, the kid is supposed to be 15. Yeah. 15-year-old is allowed to tour with the band. It's the 70s. I know, but it's just, you think of how far we've come nowadays. Like, there's no way they would let a 15-year-old go on a tour bus with a band for that long. Are you telling me that your mom wouldn't allow you to at 15 to go tour with, like, Foo Fighters? Mm-mm. Who were pretty big at 15? No. No? Would yours? No. <laughs> exactly. Would you let Freya go? Not right now. I, no. Yeah, sure. Go. Here's a four-year-old Depends writing for Depends on the role. band that she wants to travel with. Like that, but I'm, I'm 100% serious. Like, And it, it would be the same with my parents, the same with your parents. Like, If the band is somebody that they enjoy and they know that we enjoy them in the same way, hmm. right? I just, I just still think. Like, if they were still alive. And the Beatles were touring when I was 15. Yeah. And I had a chance to go on tour with the Beatles. My mother would have been like, 100% yes. <laughs> but I know. But yeah. it's still just, it's, it's the weird notion. Mm-hmm. But technically, he was working. He was getting paid. Like, he wasn't just going there to hang out. Like, it was a job. Yeah. Right? So, like, I know his mother, who was really overprotective, played masterfully by Francis Doran. Um, Which was based on Cameron Crowe's mother. And one of the things I didn't use it as I, I read that one, but actually. He's like, he tried to keep them away. He walked away for like 10 minutes, came back, and they were eating lunch together. <laughs> and he's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's just, I don't know. This movie just, I think it's because of the music. This is totally 100% yeah. the music I grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. So it really did hit me a different way. Like, it's just sitting there watching it and everything. It's just, Mm-hmm. Yeah, made me feel good. Oh yeah, that was good. There was a couple scenes I w- I will change. Yeah. Um. One in particular. Can you guess? Mm, the threesome scene. Yeah, with or the kid. Foursome, I guess. 
with the kid yeah yeah i'm changing that yeah uh, just take it out yeah also um i want to be very clear that penny lane is 20 or 21 mm, i'm changing that's not 16 oh yeah i made her much well <laughs> made her about 25 like because she's retiring from it and i think it would be fun too because she is obviously a main driving force of the film mm-hmm. um I, always, I thought it was weird that his article didn't revolve around them. What, the Band-Aids? Yeah. Like, that would be something interesting that people would want to hear, that they are this group of people that take care of the band. Yeah, but right. think about it this no, no, way. I know, I know, I know. Back in that day, it was all about the band, right? They didn't yeah. give a crap about yeah. it. Um, oh, you wrote an article on groupies? We don't care. But they're not groupies, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I know. Trying to explain it would be hard. Um, but I think it'd be interesting and fun if throughout the movie... Penny is giving him little bits of information about herself that mm-hmm. she doesn't give anybody else, right? And then obviously the name is the last one, mm-hmm. right? So I'm also things like her actual date of birth yeah. and stuff like that, because like they celebrate her birthday at one point in the yeah. movie, and so it'd be, birthday unknown, and, and yeah, and it'd be fun if they do that earlier in the film, and she, you know, after the party or something, and they're talking, she goes, you know, my birthday's actually two months away, yeah, or like it was like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> The two, I guess, are we getting into changes? Or are we? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay, so the two biggest changes I wanted, not biggest changes, two changes I really wanted to make. I mean, still keep it the same. I want, I'd like to hear more of their music, but I'd love to hear more of the other music. As I said, ton of cameos from random I think band people. It, I'm not changing it to this, but I think this would work as like a six to eight episode TV yeah. thing. Because like, I yeah. I think they did one. Or there's a there's a TV show that was called Almost Famous. I don't know if it's the same thing. I, I think this would be so interesting in like a, a long, more long form <laughs> thing. But anyway, continue. So, the two things I really wanted to change were kind of more at the end. So, what I wanted to change was when they go back, when he's at um, Rolling Stones and they're like, "You're a kid," and he writes this article, and they're like, "This is fantastic. We're gonna fact check it," and she comes back and. She's like, no, they've, they've, Excuse me, sorry. they've gone against all of it. Yeah. The thing I want to do is I want to change it where she comes back and she's like, some of the band members confirmed some things, but Russell, Russell Hammond yeah. and Jeff deny this. And I don't want them to be like, he's a fraud. I want them to be like, yeah, we I, can't do anything with this I man. I totally hated that scene. It's like, well, you must have been lying the whole time. It's like, yeah. no, they were like, goddamn band members. I want like, they should have believed the kid. Yeah, I want yeah. them to believe it, and I want Ben Ben Fong, the guy. Yeah, I want him to basically be like, "Sorry, kid, but we can't we'll, we'll risk keep, the liability. Yeah. We'll keep it on the books until something happens or something changes." But I want him to be like, "Until we can publish this, you you're not going to get your what is it, thousand grand? Thousand grand? Wow! Yeah, thousand grand, thousand dollars." <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say he, he was getting a per diem though, right? He so, was, yeah. but I would I want to be like, yeah. we can't. And we'll, we'll pay you when we print it if yeah. we ever get to. I just wanted them, but but to... well, but if mm-hmm. you got anything else? Let us know because this is a great piece of work. Yeah, because right? that's what I want when them be like. Yeah, I just didn't like the scene where she's like, no, nope, he's just a fan, and then everyone walks out. I'm like, yeah. come on, you're not gonna believe that this kid wrote all this shit, and you're. Uh, and then, of course, still have it where Russell then ends up calling. And yeah. The but other not only that he had pictures of the band, like mm-hmm. it's sleeping, like he obviously got in there, right? Yeah. So, but I really did. I loved the end of Penny 
giving him and, and I and I when when he when she like spoke up on the phone and gave yeah. him an address or like grabbed her book and I'm like oh she's giving her Will's address I'm like yeah. it's gonna be great and they just sit down and I love the fact he doesn't recognize the mom and no because just... she didn't see her just heard her right? no but <laughs> just like where am I <laughs> where am I huh. yeah. um so the one other thing I'm gonna change because I don't love coincidences that happened in this movie. I don't like the sister randomly running into her brother at the airport. Yeah. I'm going to change it slightly. I'm going to change it because he's in New York or wherever. Yeah. I want his mom, who has not been talking to his sister, to call up the airline because she knows which one it is mm -hmm. and be like, hey, are you anywhere near or New can York. you get to New York? Yeah. And she goes, why Like, why are you talking to me? Your like, brother's your brother's there. Yeah. I need you to bring him home. And that's where she goes and, and finds them. you don't even have to have them talking. Have her call a vo voicemail, leave a voice message. They had uh, answering machine. Sorry. Yeah. Answering machine, leave a voice message saying, hey, I know we're not talking, but William. William. William right. could use your help. He's in New York. He's in New York. Can you bring him home? Yeah. I want, or you don't even. Francisco, wasn't it? I thought he was there. No, they're in New York, weren't well, they? It was, he was at Rolling Stone, wasn't he? Well, maybe. Or was maybe. that after Rolling Stone? Was that? No, that was after Rolling Stone. So he was, he was in, he was in remember. San Francisco. Yeah, wherever their major yeah. city was. But I just want you don't even have to have that scene of the conversation. You just have her show up in front of him and be like, "Hey," he's like, "What? Are you, like, yeah? How do you know where I am?" He's like, "Mom called." Mom called, and he's like, "You two are talking." And she's like, "This is the first time we've like, talked." No, she left like, a message. <laughs> She she left me a message. Because then the whole scene where he kind of bumps them towards each mm -hmm. other and just like you guys need to talk. Yeah, would would be a little lessened if they had already talked. But yeah, or it's like not even a message. She's like, my manager gave me this when I got off the flight and yeah. blah blah blah, and I took the next one over here. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's it's a little weird coincidence, especially because of the airport. Like, airport's... but also if you haven't seen your brother in like two years and he's grown up and you okay. just see the back of his head, weird, weird story. Granted, you can tell the back of my head. But... Yes, I can. That wasn't the weird story. I wouldn't have mentioned that on the podcast. Um, I was picking somebody up from my last job. I was picking somebody up from the Vancouver airport, mm -hmm. and I was waiting for them to get off a plane, and I looked to my right, and there was my grade four or five teacher who was picking up their daughter. And, like, it wasn't just, like, oh, he was my teacher. No, mm -hmm. like this, they were family friends. We had gone on vacations with them. Yeah. Like, and I hadn't seen him in 10 years. Like, it was just a random thing. And it's just like, the hell are you doing here? <laughs> so Teachers have lives outside of school, no, man. but it was I'm more of the justifying the yeah. fact that people can run into each other in they really can. weird places. But it was just too set up. Yeah. Like, it took me out of it. I'm like, oh, she's just coming off a plane. And, oh, she found her brother. Yeah. Like, really? Come on. That was my only big changes. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I would... I would change a few things too. Like, obviously, I want to make my. I know it was the kind of the thing back then, but we don't need to keep having that in stories about younger girls and rock stars and all that stuff. So, um, and like, I think they should really do, like, depict these girls, these women, mm -hmm. as more like road girlfriends, yeah. right? Like, they're there to. They're help the take care of them. They're help to help like get their laundry done. They take. Do you know what I mean? Like, because these rock stars are idiots and can't take care of themselves, type of thing. Um, True. Though, 
I don't know. That's kind of the iffy thing about this whole movie. Is just like, you know. But I do, I, and that's that's why we, like I said, I take out that scene of him basically with the four girls. Yeah. Because he's kind of like, no, no, and they just like, no, we're doing this. It's like, okay, so the, we just made a fifteen-year-old. Fifteen-year-old. Yeah. It's creepy and weird. Kind of forced a fifteen-year-old into sex, and yeah. we're supposed to celebrate. It, it's that stupid South Park episode. Yeah. Of Ike, and it's like, nice. wait, nice. it was an older woman and a younger kid. Nice. You're like, no, that's not okay. It's still wrong. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, so shall we get to the cast list? Because it is a rather long cast list. Yes, we shall. Oh, I guess we should say came out September 13th, 2000, which was much later than I thought. Um, for some reason, I was picturing this as a 90s movie. Well, it's close to uh, no, I know. our like last week actual, one. An actual 90s movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score of 89% for critics and a 92% for audiences, which means this also is worse than I Want to Hold Your Hand. <laughs> how, how does that settle with you? Oh. Yeah. Wonder Hold Your Hand was not a good movie. No, it wasn't. Josie and the Pussycats was a better movie. This is a much better movie. This is a great movie. So Cameron Crowe directed this, wrote it, directed Mm -hmm. it. Very famous um, writer. What? Well, he is. No, he is not Cameron Crowe. What else has he done? He's done nothing. Okay, what is he known for? It's for writing things. Oh, don't do this to me. I don't want to do this. (laughs) So it's this movie. Okay, this movie. Jerry Maguire, mm-hmm. Vanilla Sky. Oh, I wouldn't have that. And Singles from '92. Uh, nope, wouldn't have got that either. <laughs> um, so yeah, he. I don't know. I've always I've always heard of him as a very famous. No, I know. I'm just right, writer director type of guy. So. Uh, yeah. well, he, he did well on this movie. He did. Uh, did a couple of music videos. Alice and Change. Alice in Chains. Change. Yep, that's their Chains. that's their cover band. This, this movie came out after Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Jerry Maguire was in '98, wasn't it? Just, this movie just feels older to me. It's probably because it it's, was. Yeah, looks how it looks, right? Old. And a lot of people in it were look super young. He originally he he did say anything with John Cusack. Hmm. Yeah, famous jukebox above the head no. thing. Why did I always think that was, um, what's his name? I don't know. Sixteen Candles. No. Guy. Um, Why can't I think of his name? Hughes. Yes, John Hughes. John Hughes. I'm like, my brain was saying Howard, but no, nope, that's the industrialist. <laughs> Howard Hughes. <laughs> so. was, uh, oh, Kleenex boxes on his feet. Yeah. Okay, so shall we start with Mr. Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon! Who was in a movie. He's been in a couple suck. movies. Okay, but I will say this. You could tell it was Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah, 100%. Just being Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And it kind of, eh. Yeah. Like, I saw him, and I'm like, oh, that's such a fake... That was the only fake costuming that I saw that I'm like, I don't believe this. But is that because... I know him as Jimmy Fallon? And yeah. Yeah, probably. You mostly know him as Jimmy Fallon. Where if I'd seen this when character. it came, yeah. came out, I probably wouldn't have, but... Yeah. So, I was like, just yeah, waiting I, for him to break, like break character and start, start laughing. laughing. Have Horatio, what's his name, 
Horatio Sands mm. come in and start laughing with him. Will Farrell's just in the background. Yeah. Okay, so what is Jimmy Fallon known for? The Jimmy Fallon whatever Tonight Show. Yeah. SNL. Uh, is he not known for SNL? He should be. He's known for the Tonight Show and the Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Apparently he had two different shows. Uh, I believe so, because I think he took over one of them. Yeah. He's known for two movies. Taxi? Yes. Well, it wouldn't be this movie. Nope. What else would Jimmy... Romantic f- comedy. Oh, that stupid one where he's a baseball person. Fe- fever pitch. That's the one. Where they just happened to catch the Sox winning the World Series <laughs> while filming the movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, we know him from You know him from SNL. SNL. Yeah. Because, you know... He... And, and Jimmy Fallon live or whatever. Oh, I've, I've seen clips and everything, but I've never actually sat down and watched the show. Well, because they were the ones that kind of, not that they started uh, Lip Sync Battle, but they're the ones that yeah. first did it on live, right? Him with... Uh, That's true. Those are always with funny. All of them. And those are hilarious. So he played character of Dennis Hope. Dennis Hope! <sighs> Me first, you first. No, maybe oh. we have to pause. Maybe we pause. But uh, I think you should go first. I don't know why, but let's just go with you. Okay. Do we want to pause first? Or? No, no, we're good. They're, not, up, they're right. not running up the stairs yet. Um, so I went with Boyd Holbrook. I wonder why. Do you know who that is? Yeah, it's the Corinthian. It's the Corinthian. <laughs> because of how smooth he is in that. <laughs> with his weird eyeballs. <laughs> but he plays that character so good, and I just wanted this slick... Exactly. We're not quite finished the series, but I was talking about it last night because, yeah. like, no matter what, like he is, he is equally charming and creepy all at the same time, and he's doing a very good job. He did a great job yeah. in that, and uh, yeah, I I was like when I was looking at this, I'm like, because we didn't know if we we're gonna cast Fallon and, um, and Zoe, Zoe, yeah. and I was like, oh no, so I got the perfect person because he popped up somewhere when I was looking through IMDb, and I'm like, oh no, he could play this really slick manager guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just lay on the southern accent and go for it. <laughs> I went a very, very different route. So, because it's music, I went with Lin-Manuel Miranda for this part. Good good choice. Because he also has that kind of, like, not creepy, but, like, this... this Because, ex- like, Jimmy had this, like, super excitable, like, I love mm-hmm. music. This is music. We love this mm-hmm. stuff. But it's we about money. We want to make money. You want to make money. Yeah. Like, you can't just make the music. You got to make the money or you're not going to be able to make the music. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that Lynn can do that really well. I know he's obviously older and everything, but, like, yeah. I just matter. think it'd be fun to... Not only that, but then just to have him as part of this movie, mm-hmm. you know, with his musical, not prowess, but, uh, yeah. you know. But, yeah. So, Lynn. Okay, Next. Zoe Deschanel playing Anita Katy Perry. <laughs> or the other, like, five actresses that all look the same. What oh. is Zoe Deschanel known for? New Girl. Yes. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No. Why is nobody known for that? <laughs> um, yes, Man. No. Uh, what is it? 50 Days? 500 Days of Summer. 500 Days of Summer. Yep. And then a movie you won't know, Trolls. Oh, no, not really. Yeah, she, she plays Bridget hey. in Trolls. Yeah, cool. And The Happening. Oh. You, the Happening. I know, Nicolas yeah. Cage. No. Nope. Oh, no. That's The Knowing. The Happening is the Mark, M. Night Shyamalan trees Mark are trying Walder. to kill us movie. Yes. <laughs> Where he played a professor, and that was the only reason he took the role. 
Apparently, in the Katy Perry Not the End of the World music video, she plays wrong Katy Perry. Oh. Yeah. How dare you play the wrong Katy Perry. Thank you. So, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. You're up. Who is I, it? I am up. Um, because it's a small role, I just picked someone who I think could play the guy I picked for William's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I picked Carmen by Cordova. Who played Catwoman in Gotham. Okay. Yeah. She hasn't really been in much other than that, but I really did like her for the seasons I watched that show. It got a little weird. So I stopped, but... didn't really watch that show. Yeah. But... Again, like, it's a small role. It was just kind of, I needed someone who's like two years older than my main actor. Yeah. Right? So that the sister-brother thing made sense. And, you know, I guess it should have been more like three or four years older. Doesn't matter. Because she was 18. He was, was 15. 15. So, whatever. Yeah. Who did you have? Actually, he would have been 11 when she left. There would have been like oh, a yeah, six or right. seven year gap. Ah, whatever. Because there's that whole conversation, right? Forgot about that. No, it's just as you said that, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. No. Okay, anyways. Um, I went with a choice you did last last week or the week before. Wait, the Zoe Deschanel? No. Uh, <laughs> Brianna Hildebrand. <laughs> Negasonic. Yeah. Because she can play the rebellious type so well. Um, and I think she would do Did really well. Did I remind well. you that she existed? No, <laughs> but I was going through, and then she popped up. I'm like, no, I can't use her. I have to use her not that long ago. I'm like, no, screw this. It's, yeah. I, I want her here. I used somebody you used last week as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> Probably used a bunch of people, but we'll keep going. Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? Mr. Philip Seymour Hoffman. The late, Hello. great Philip Seymour Hoffman. Lester Bang. Lester Bangs. It's all he about is, the music. He's known for this movie. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Do you want any guess anything else? Uh, Capote. Capote. He's known for Capote. Capote. Yeah. Uh, Before the, the Devil Knows You're Dead. Oh, and oh. The Master. Oh, no. I, I was going to say those two. the Mission Impossible film. but mm-hmm. Or the Mockingjay movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The last two of them. Yeah. I think he died before the last he one. He died before finishing the last one. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm up. You are up. Who else are you going to put in this role? Who have I not used in a long, long time? You with Mr. Mr. Jack Black? Mr. Jack Black. Loves his music. He does love his music. I want him to have the... I, I think Lester Bangs... Was he a real person? I would assume so. I didn't look that up. No, because I read something and I talked a little bit about him, but um, even if he's not... That sounds good. Um, I don't care. Jack Black is going to have the big bushy beard and all that. American music journalist. No, too bad. Lester Bangs is now Jack Black. So. so. Oh, yeah. Sorry. A little bit of a... Who's your Lester Bang? My Lester Bangs, Bangs is um, Simon Pegg. You know, I'm, I'm picturing that era, big mustache, big hair, you know, person who loves stuff. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you hear him talk about anything, he, he you know... He's always a big fan of whatever he's talking about and stuff like that. So, no. yeah, I don't know. I just he had, was like one of the first people I had casted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I struggled, by the way, <laughs> with with this kid now with me. Uh, yeah, attack hug. I struggled with playing Jack Black because I was like, ah, oh, he's too on the nose. He's too much See, of what I, think, I would have. I chose. think it'd be more funny to be like have him play the Cal Gas part. 
I thought just, of it just for, sh- just for shits and giggles. But I really wanted him just to play this, and I haven't yeah. had Jack Black in anything in a long time. Yeah. The camera. Cool. It's a camera. I can see that. Okay, we'll take a little break. God, these people. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Baby interruptions. Okay, we just finished Lester Bangs with Simon Pegg, the best version of this character. Jack Black. <laughs> and and we're the moving Rock. on to Dick Roswell, played by Noah Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Noah Taylor known for? Oh, I recognize his face. You probably don't recognize any of the movies. Though. No. So he's known for this movie, mm-hmm. Life Aquatic with Steve Zazu. Nope. Shine mm. and Vanilla Sky. No. But I recognize him from somewhere. Um, he, I'm pretty sure, he is like the tech guy for Laura Croft. Yes. Maybe. But I don't see it in the thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, it could be somebody else. Maybe it's his brother. <laughs> his brother. Maybe. It does look very similar. Yeah, true. So. But yeah, he, he's definitely he's definitely in stuff that you've seen. Yeah. So. Oh he yeah, Lara Croft Tomb Raider. There you go. Yeah. 2001. So. Yeah. And Lara Croft Tomb Raider: Cradle of Life. Oh, the superior sequel. Yeah. Oh, he was he was Mr. Bucket. In Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Hmm. Screwing on the. Uh, Two faith lids. There we go. For Smilex. Yeah. Which was. Wow, you remember a lot about that. No, I know that because they, it came up recently where they're like, he's working for Smilex, which was the product placement in Tim Burton's Batman. Yes, it was. You're right. It was the Joker stuff. Okay, I guess it's me. It's you. So this I stole from you. Oh, no. And I picked. Um, Senior Radcliffe. Oh, good choice. (laughs) The only thing is, I was wondering, why is he British and none of them aren't? Maybe because Noah couldn't do an American accent. No, that's probably true. So, yeah. uh, Because of (laughs) all the stuff you said, we all said about him last week. It's just like, you could do this ridiculous... Just imagine him doing the fight scene. Yeah. He's like, what is that? Bruce Lee? (laughs) 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 But, you know, I'd also... You know, it's again, it's, it's the... The crazy mustache, the crazy yeah. hair, you know, that 1970s. Like, this guy kind of had a Let Me Kill Meister look to him for a bit with yeah. the weird... Um, cowboy hat. And... Cow- that, not cowboy, but like um, Civil War oh, cavalry yeah. hat. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So. How dare you steal from me? It's fine. Okay, who did you have? I went different. Um, I didn't do a British guy. Um, I went with Chase Crawford from the from you had it right. It's the deep, the deep from yeah. the boys. The boys. Thank you. Why, why can I remember the character but not remember the show? Because I wanted him to play kind of this same thing where he's not so full of himself. Like he's not full of himself at all. Like he questions everything he does, but then he's like trying to be the manager and like be the best friend to yeah. Russell and all this. So. I wanted somebody that was more like the same accent, basically, because I want them to be more like friends. Yeah. Because that's the only part of this movie. Well, not the only part, but one of the parts I didn't quite get because they're like, oh, you had your best friend come. I'm like, how's his best friend British? But he's like, it just, I know, weird tangent, but 
So yeah, Chase Crawford. The Deep. The Deep. The de- <laughs> going in deeper with The Deep. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Getting away the, take away the octopuses. How dare you? Next. Uh, Sapphire. Mm. Played by Miss Feruza Bulk. The Craft. The Craft. What else is she known for? Oh. Let's see if she's actually known for The Craft. She better be known for The Craft. She is known for The Craft. She is also known for this movie. Yeah. So you have two more. Come on. Everyone knows her for one of these two movies. I know, but I'm drawing blanks on, like, everything. Because now I can just see her in the craft, and I can't unsee her out of the craft. Danielle, what is Feruza Bulk known for? She's known for the craft, almost famous. What other movie do you know her from? Switch. No, not that one. No? The one I love. Oh, oh yeah, she's in the Water Boy. People suck. Return to Oz. Oh, she's <laughs> yeah, she's Dorothy. I love that movie too. <laughs> Holy crap! You've never seen Return to Oz? No, I have, but I never <laughs> thought that was her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just a really young her, <laughs> and then American History X. Yeah, she was also in that. <laughs> so yeah. So I like that she. I mean, she kind of plays the same character type a lot. I don't know. This was a kind of different this, character this for me. This was different. For and I liked that she had the moment where she's like, hey, you know, in several years, you know, people might forget the bands, but they're all going to remember Penny Lane. Yeah. Everybody here is going to remember Penny. Yeah. And what you did to her, basically. Yeah. And what you did to William. Yeah. So. But who yeah. did you have for Sapphire? Um, I went, I'm going to screw up her name. Anya Shalotra? Shalotra? Cannot say her name. I should have looked this up. You should have. Terrible um, human being. You will know her best as Yennefer. I figured that was her. That was her. Yeah. Um, just because she has that... I don't want to say resting bitch face. She can do really well. But she can do the resting bitch this face really well. This is basically Yennefer. Just without magical yeah. powers. <laughs> basically. You she's know, in it. The but person it's more... who's clearly in charge of the group. Yeah. No, not really. Wouldn't Penny Lane be more in charge? Uh, Penny Lane was just the the most popular one. I'd always felt like mm, Sapphire. Like Sapphire was already in the limo with when that showed up at the concert. Yeah, Sapphire. I mean, Sapphire would be more of the the group's leader, I guess. Yeah. And Penny Lane just kind of shows up out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Penny, no. Penny Lane was the life. Yeah, she was the heart of the party. Sapphire right? was the one that knew how to. Knew what was going on, and she was just having a good time with it yeah. and all that. So, yeah, I know. I give it. But, yeah, this would be t- totally Yennefer on party mode yeah. without magic. <laughs> so, basically, all of season two <laughs> till the end. Okay. Yeah. Rocking it up with uh, with the bard. Yaskier? <sighs> Thank you. I think, like, Garrett? Garrett. Geralt? Yeah. Geralt's a bard now. Geralt's a bard now? Yeah. Goof. A fighter sorcerer bard. <laughs> Geralt's hand! <laughs> Sorry. He's not Scanlan. No. Though no. he does have sex with as many people as Scanlan does. <laughs> he really does. Uh, who'd you have as your sapphire? Um, I picked Jessica Lucas. You won't know who she is, but um, your uh, last person would. He was a co-star with her in The Covenant. Um, <laughs> but that's not why I picked her. She was in one of my favorite horror movies um, and one of your, a remake of one of your favorite movies. She was in the Evil Dead uh, uh, remake, and like 
this isn't a huge bright pop, huge part, so I didn't pick a huge person, but I really no. did like her in that. She was also very good in Cloverfield, which is kind of an underrated yeah. found footage horror movie. Um, so, hmm. yeah, just, well, just good. Man. Yeah. It works. Yeah, it goes again. Like there's these these people kind of like flit in and out of the story. So like I wanted them yeah. to be memorable when they're there, but you don't want to think about them when they're not. Yeah. Does that make sense? You want them to fade fade into the background yeah. when you need them to, but show up when they need to. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's cool. Thanks. Good luck. Good luck pronouncing the next name. The next name? I know the first one. Oh, I just God, don't know the last right. name. Um, it's Polexia. Polexia Aphrosia. Played by fellow Canadian Anna Paquin. We love you, Anna Paquin! Okay. You should at least get one of these. True Blood. X-Men. She is known for not True Blood. <laughs> She's not known for True Blood. She is known for X-Men and X-Men 2. Something called The Squid and the Whale and mm. then The Piano. Nope. So. How is she not known for True Blood? I don't know. That's like the first thing that comes to mind when I hear Anna Paquin other than you, you did a disservice to Rogue wasn't her fault i know she was young it was the way it was written brian singer yeah blame him i will i am so i guess it's my turn yep you're first so this person was obviously the youngest Mm. i guess if you really wanted to go with that way um it's a little creepy but yeah she was the most naive looking but she was was. also kind of smart yeah she was very sweet yes right because like she was the one who came up to William first and talked to him and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I picked Joey King. She's in those Kissing Booth movies and uh, okay. mm-hmm. The Conjuring. Ah, okay. right in The Conjuring. Um, she was one of the seventeen children that family had. They had less than that, but it just they had like seven kids, and it was really hard to keep track of them except for like two of them. Joey was one of them. The oldest was the other one because she was clearly older than everybody else, so she didn't look the same. Mm. But, uh, yeah, no, she's just a really good actress, and she has that kind of look to her and everything like that. Again, as I said with the other actress, like, these people are in the story, but they're just kind of, like, important background characters. Yeah. Like... They're they're secondary characters. Yeah. But but the way the movie is written and the way it's shot and the interactions these characters have with William they really do make them feel like you you feel for her story and like you're excited for her to mm-hmm. go to England with Deep Purple and stuff like that right so I know no other no other Deep Purple songs <laughs> you only know Smoke on the Water yeah that's all I know too <laughs> anyway who did you have uh, I went with Kiernan Shipka I went with I almost went with her for a different role but yeah. Sabrina yeah because I think she can do the bubbly innocentness to her. Yeah. And give her the blonde hair and like like this character is kind of like she portrays a very innocent character, but she does have some like knowledge to her as well. So it's not like she's dumb innocent. She's just like Well, that's the thing that they always they make fun of the groupies too, right? Like yeah. these people and William puts it kind of the best. I'm I'm going to paraphrase him obviously because I don't write quotes <laughs> down, but he talks about how them they're First and foremost, fans of the music. Yeah. Right? They're fans. In, instead, of being, instead of just being looking for the fame, yeah. they're there to follow the music because it's what they love, right? Well, one of the things I love 
I think it's Sapphire when she's sitting down with Russell and she's like, look at them, like the new, the new band-aids. Yeah. And she's like eating all this steak, idiots. <laughs> They're like doing all that stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Plex, Next. Yeah. Francis McDormand. Fargo. McDormand. Uh, yes. Yes, also this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are known for this movie. It's a really good movie. It is. Had a lot of people. Um, Moonrise Kingdom. Nope. And she was, I think she was nominated for uh, an Oscar for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh. Never saw it, but yeah. apparently it was a really good one. I um, have a hard time watching movies about dead daughters. Probably you, you know why. Mm. Though, she was great in Good Omens. That's the, she was God. Yeah, I was gonna say she was the voice of God. Yeah. Wait, but that's God's grand plan. Is that the grand plan? No, no. God's plan is ineffable. Oh, ineffable. (laughs) But is that (laughs) the plan? It's ineffable. It's ununderstandable. That was such a great way of doing that. It's like his plan is ununderstandable. Wait, so I can't understand it? No. But, then, I, but, <laughs> but I love the fact that they all are going like, that's the, the plan is to go to war. And he's like, but is that the plan? <laughs> no, that's the plan. But is it? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Who, Elaine. Who did you have? No, you're up. No, you're up. I did. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We got on a long <laughs> tangent and then I lost place. Um, I went for a fan favorite of ours. I went with Miss Catherine Hahn. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Old, older. Not too old, but I can just see her playing this, like, neurotic mother that's, like... And I love the opening scene with the Xmas. She walks by and she's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm what a teacher. <laughs> I'm a teacher. It's either Merry Christmas or Happy, Happy Holidays. Thanks. And he's just like... Yeah. And then he just stares at the kid. Yeah, like, hmm. yeah I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think having this, like, bit of a nervous energy to her... I did like that whole scene of them, like, tell him how old he really is. Yeah. I'm 10? <laughs> it's 11. <laughs> but I think having, like, that phone conversation with Russell where he starts off like, oh, I'm going to talk to her. Yeah. And then she's like, no, 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 no. Yes, yes ma'am. Y- yes, ma'am. <laughs> Click. Your mom's scary. I, I love after the huddle, and you could see if he's not clearly not into the huddle <laughs> as much. Like, and he goes, your mom really freaked me out, man. <laughs> she does that. Can we still have the modern family guy show up and just be like, your mom keeps calling again. She still freaks me out. <laughs> sure. Yes. She's still freaking me out. Yeah. Anyways, Catherine Hahn is amazing. I, I agree. Who'd you have? Um, I went with a person who is clearly, clearly a great neurotic mom. And I'm with Lori Metcalf. Uh, Sheldon's mom. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And she was Sheriff Ronan's mom in Lady Bird. And she has done this so well so many times she's andy's mom in toy story yeah um but yeah it's just she's so good at being this unassuming person who can just be this cunning and biting like um sparring partner when it comes to to words right and yeah it's for that scene on the phone right (laughs) where she's just like tearing him down but also lifting him up at yeah. the same time it's like you, you could be a very good human <laughs> you could like, be a great person well, th- thanks <laughs> like so your yeah mom, your mom really freaks me out 
I just don't like, yeah, I love I that. Just, he puts his hand on her shoulder yeah. and she does that. <laughs> but I even like the end where she's like, I knew you'd be a good person. And like, yeah. No, I'm glad you came to apologize. And then like he scuttles off and he's just like, what? <laughs> what am I? Because like the whole, that whole scene is great because he's like, what am I doing here? Where am I? <laughs> where Where is she? What? Anita? She's I, right there. I, I also do love yeah. the. He, he, he has in there that you said, I am a golden god. I didn't say that. Or did I? <laughs> so, pretty funny. Okay. So, next. Miss Penny Lane herself. Kate Hudson. Speaking of Katy Perry. Well, she is a Kate Hudson. Yes. But she had couldn't use that because of Kate Hudson. So. What is Kate Hudson known for? This movie. The one with Goldie. She is known for this movie? I can't remember the movie. The one with Goldie. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn? I don't know what that movie is. I don't know. <laughs> Why would I know the one with Goldie Hawn? Because it's mother-daughter duo. Are you thinking of the movie with Amy Schumer? No, no. Like actual mother-daughter. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Kate Hudson's, Goldie Hawn's. No, I know that. Kurt Russell's daughter. Yeah, but no, she's not known for that movie. Um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yes, and another Matthew McConaughey rom-com. Mm. The one that ruined him for rom-coms. You probably don't know the name. Fool's Gold. Oh, no. And then something called Bride Wars. Nope. With her and Anne Hathaway. Weird. So. Not marketed to us. No, probably not. Oh, she was in Kung Fu Panda 3. Good. As Meme. That's not cultural appropriation at all. <laughs> Jack Black. As a panda. Yeah. Okay. Is it my go or your go? Uh, your go. My go. I did. Okay. I know I used her recently. Uh, but it's not recently enough to be a problem. Uh, I'm with Kiki Palmer again. I wanted someone who could be that full of life person, right? And just the way she acted in Nope and the way she acts in interviews and stuff like that, she mm -hmm. is just this bubbly personality that I kind of wanted Penny Lane to be more in the thing where she was like totally the life of the party. Like yeah. that, um, that hotel room they walk into and then everyone's like, Penny! And then they all start singing songs. Yeah, they all start singing songs, and they're yeah. all just happy to see her because she brought more life to the party. Yeah. Right? So She was the muse. Yeah. So, yeah. Kiki Palmer. Who did you have? Because I was going, making Penny, like, in the mid-20s, you know, early early retirement for Miss Penny Lane. Um, I wanted Florence Pugh. And I went because she has that weird charisma to her yeah that i just think would work really well okay and i think she could pull it off just walk into a room and everyone be like florence that's not my name my name's penny <laughs> nobody knows their name <laughs> they all think but yeah i just i wanted to mainly because of the way she plays i was gonna say it's yelena 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 Starts with a Y. Yeah. We'll drop the accent. She'll, she can do an American <laughs> one. True. 
Uh, how many movies will it take for her to drop the accent in the Marvel Universe? Three. Yeah. She's already done two. No, she's done one movie and a show. Yeah, that's true. So two. <laughs> Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Okay. Next on the list. Jason Lee. Jason Lee. Mallrats. Playing Jeff Bebe. Did you think it was funny that this movie opens up with Alvin and the Chipmunks? And Jason <laughs> Lee ends up being... Um, why can I not think today? I don't know. Dave. There we go. Got it. <sighs> also, I thought it was weird that it opened with that. And like that was only to set up the one joke about the Christmas thing. Yeah. Oh, and the fact that they celebrate Christmas in September because she doesn't want to celebrate it in December. Because it's too commercialized? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's he known for? Mallrats. No. Saving... No, not saving Amy. Uh, chasing Amy. Correct. Uh, I'm just going to keep going with... <laughs> it's a t- one of them is a TV show. Frick. What was Jason Lee? <laughs> Why can't I picture him? Three. Two. Is, wait, wait, hold on. Does it have two... Two titles? Two things no. in it? No. no. My name is Earl. Damn it. <laughs> and freaks he, and geeks are stuck in my head. He was also in Vanilla Sky. Uh, obviously, Cameron Crowe liked the people he worked with. Because <laughs> that's what, three people who were in that movie? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, they do have a picture from him in Mallrats, though. Because it's the Stanley Cameron. conversation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I would have gone with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> But so this is the thing, Jason Lee, love him in the Kevin Smith movies. Mm-hmm. Never been a good actor. Mm. I really liked him in this. He I thought he did a this. really good job acting in this. Because yeah. I've never thought he was a good actor. I always thought he was just Jason Lee, right? Like he, there was definitely Jason Lee in this because he was like ranting at points. But I well, really but did think he was better in this than he has been in. I liked else. that about the character was the fact that like he was trying to. It's kind of that moment where he's like, I'm trying to sound smart to this kid. Yeah. And come up with, like, bullshit that he just keeps going on but about. Why did I say that? <laughs> but then I, like, like later, you can basically have that where he's like, I didn't say it. Wait. No. And then he realizes, like, I say so much yeah, bullshit. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, dogma. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. He was great in Dogma. Azazel? Yeah, the demon. Yeah. That wanted to escape. Yeah. Great. That's that movie's great. I love that movie. It is great. Okay, who did you have? Uh Jeff Baby. I went with Mr. Wyatt Russell. Okay. Mr. Kurt Russell's son. I did not think about him. No. He would be good for either of these two characters. I Yeah. I did struggle. But I figured because again, like the thing is, this is gonna sound really weird, but I it, it's it's the the facial hair and the outfits. Yes. And I pictured these people in those in those roles and i'm like yes and you can picture wyatt russell with like the big flowy hair and the mustache yeah that's why i think personally looks wise he'd be better for russell but i think acting wise he'd be better for this part uh, that's why i went for him because yeah. i went he can play this like jealousness really well i mean look at u.s agent mm-hmm. whatever the new york's captain america yeah um like basically for me it was more he can play the jealous type and he looks like, more so, he looks like he'd be the front man, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I had him as Jeff. 
Okay. So, who'd you have? Um, this is 100% recency bias. Okay. So, I went with um, Tom, Tom Storage. Morpheus. Ah. Uh, say. Yep. I, only I had beca- that going, Only too. because... The Corinthian. Um, the, the, no, the episode no. where he where he is meeting that one guy in the bar every hundred years, and his outfit keeps changing, and like they're always they're all just like clear, like this is what emos used to look back in the nineties. No. <laughs> like that episode is great. Yeah, I love that episode. Yeah, because I love how much that guy goes up and then falls and then goes back up again and then still wants to live and he's still going. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I love how much of a whim that episode is. It's yeah. just like with death and dream, and he's just like, "Nah, you just don't believe in death." And she's like, "Huh? Yeah. Want, I want to give it a go." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "All right." So yeah, I um, I think I know he's very melodramatic in this, mm-hmm. but I know I could just totally see him because like I've seen him in interviews because of this show, and he's very charismatic. He's yeah. he likes cracking jokes and stuff. But yeah, it's just I'm getting the long the long feathered hair, and like because. Um, Jason Lee was quite skinny in this. This guy mm-hmm. is quite skinny. Like, I can totally see him as the front man. I'm, y'all get this. The guy they replaced Jack Black with in the School of Rock movie, in the other band, in the Battle of the, his old band. Remember mm-hmm. the guy they replaced him with with yeah. the weird leather shirt? Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of person I'm you're, looking you're for. talking about. No Vacancy was the band. Yeah, okay, yeah. I I love that album. <laughs> not not their album. Yeah. I love the School of Rock album, yeah. and they have two songs on it. Yeah, which so. is the opening song and the Battle of the Band song. Yeah. Both of which, great songs. Yeah. I love that album. That's a great... That movie is so good, too. Yeah. Going on a long road trip tomorrow. Bring it. It's a CD. Whatever. I, I don't have know CD. if I have, I have a CD player. I don't know if I have it somewhere. Right now, right now, the only thing that's ever been in the CD player in my van yeah. is the Dark Souls C3 soundtrack. Because oh. it was in my car when I sold it to the, buy the van, and I have not... I don't play CDs anymore. <laughs> I have Weird Al in there. I have three CDs in case, for some reason, my iPods don't work or my phone doesn't work or I forget them. Mm-hmm. There are three. There's Weird Al, there's a Bon Jovi, and the Linkin Park Jay-Z crossover, mm. which is a great album, great Collision album. Course. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mr. Russell Hammond. Mr. Russell Hammond himself. Billy Crudup. Dr. Manhattan. The movie Dr. Manhattan. Is he known oh. for the movie Dr. Manhattan? He's not known for He's Watchmen. He's not known for the movie Dr. Manhattan. He's known for the movie Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only movie I can think of. He is also known for this movie, and we have recasted him before, and he, you should remember him for that movie. Three, two, you're going to kick yourself in the face. Big fish. All right. Really? <laughs> And big fish. Yes, he was the he was the younger version of the dad. No, he was the. Sto- he oh was no, the, he was the he was the son. He, he was Will, <laughs> the younger version of the dad with Ewan McGregor. Yeah. God damn it. You know what? My brain's fried. Leave me alone. Apparently. That's um, what happens when you. Well, we've all worked yeah. all day. Yeah. Uh, what he, else? Don't forget, he's also Henry Allen. He's Ezra Miller, the Flash's dad. Well, I wouldn't say it's Ezra Miller anymore, but who knows? I hope not. I hope not. Especially after canceling Batgirl. If they keep Ezra Miller in that role. Warner Brothers does nothing. Despite his apology, just just either don't put that movie out or 
recast it. Eh, whatever. I'm not getting into it. He's also known for The Good Shepherd. I don't know what that is, though. So. Yeah. I didn't hear they were using the guy from the Flash CW yeah, show to like been reshoot that. some scenes, been but that. whatever. whatever. Yeah. You're up. I am up. Okay. So this is all about personality for mm-hmm. me. Okay. Swipe with Jonathan Majors. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So not only... Can he get on a desk and get, eat an apple? Get the big hair, the big mustache. He'll look great because he looks great in pretty much everything right now. But it's the conversation he has at the end of that episode of Loki. It is... It's um, like the only episode that, he's in. That um, Western he did where he's very confident. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much all of Lovecraft Country... He has this way of, like, acting inside himself and projecting that to think. This is what Billy Crudup did. Like, he was all about what was happening on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. And showing that. Um, and I think that is kind of part of this character. Because mm-hmm. he does, like, he even says that when he freaks out in Tempe. And that's where he goes to the house party. He's like, I yeah. just need something that's real. I need real. Right? Because everything about his life mm-hmm. is not manufactured, but it's there because it's fake. Yeah. He doesn't, the band is fake. The tour is fake. Like, everything is just wrong. Yeah, he, well, right? he also feels like everything's beneath him, too, for a yes. bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I think, I think Jonathan Majors could totally 100% play that really well. Yeah. So, Ben, yeah. He's got personality out, out the ass. So. At the wazoo. All these actors and their personalities. God. Actors that have talent. What is this? Why do you have so much talent? Share it with us. <laughs> Share it with us normal people. <laughs> Norms. We call you normies. Um, so I went slightly different. So I went with somebody who I feel would be able to pull from, from his past experiences um, about like feeling like he's in this band for not responsible but um like just because it's a commitment he made mm-hmm. and like he he resents the fact he's in this band and kind of like but he loves it at the same time so i with robert pattinson okay because i feel like you could pull on the twilight bit there yeah and just be like ah oh, god i was in this stu- stupid thing i have way more talent than this which we know he does <laughs> and he's acted the shit out later <laughs> yeah but like I was like, he could pull off this, and again, give him the long flowy hair, or not the long flowy hair, but give him like yeah, the feathered seventies yeah. hair look, you know, and like sure he can learn guitar and just you know, these guys didn't really no, <laughs> but then I was like, he could get like have that kind of chemistry with Wyatt Russell and all them, and be like, this is the the band and being part of them, so. But yeah, I was like, he would. I think he'd do well. Okay, I agree. Good. You should. Okay. Uh, I wish I was wearing shorts. <laughs> it's very hot in here. Well, it we're is. almost done. Yeah, we got one. Last but not least, William Miller, played by Patrick Fugit. Fugit. Um, Fugit. <laughs> he is known for this movie. Yeah. He is known for Saved. Nope. Uh, which is a great great comedy about a religious oh, school. Oh, yes. I think I know that one. Um, something called Risk Cutters. A love story. I don't think. know that movie. Yeah. And I forgot he was in Gone Girl. How the hell did I forget he was in Gone Girl? Because I love that movie. Yeah. That's a weird sentence, but I do love that movie. Um, I love yeah. Gone Girl. 
I do. It's one of the greatest dark comedies. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's Owen in The Last of Us Part 2 as well. Cool. Huh. I love The Last of Us Part 2. should replay that. You play it when The Last of Us Part 1 comes out. Huh? Oh, they're remaking The Last of Us 1 All right. with the engine of The Last of Us 2. So uh, it's going to okay. look and play way better. I'm like, what are you talking about? But they're, I have The Last of Us. But they're calling it Last of Us Part 1, where it was just called The Last of Us uh, Before. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's Mr. William Miller, yeah. our 15-year-old writer for Rolling Stones. Yeah. God, they could have just written an article about how a 15-year-old is hanging out with the, with hanging the, out with the rock stars, and they would have <laughs> been like, we we did not know this at all. No. Um, all right. I guess I'm up. You are. Ha-ha, I got to go first. I'll take a page out of the Mr. Hass's playbook of Stranger Things. Yeah. Who'd you go with? Who did you go with? I went with Noah Schnapp. So did I. Yeah. Because come on. He is perfect. Because <laughs> he still looks yeah. ridiculously young gonna, despite the fact he's like 20. Thing. I'm going to say this is my obligatory Stranger Things casting. Yeah. 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 He is this person. Yeah. Right. He had the innocence look. He would nail this role. I thought of like like, some of the other ones because I was looking through the cast. I'm like, yeah, but Finn Wolfhard's a little too, little too cool, little too too, cool, dude. Where this kid was like the perfect. I'm innocent. Yeah. But I'm smart and all this and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Noah's hands down the best person for this part. So that's our our casting and uh, (laughs) get on it. We we've agreed. Therefore, he gets the part. He doesn't have to audition. Yeah, just offer it to him. Yeah. You know, he'll say yes. We don't know about the rest of the cast, but these two guys said you, so <laughs> we're going with you. Which two, Who are these two? Oh, no, there's some weirdos from Canada. <laughs> Turns out Steven Spielberg listens to our podcast. He's the only guy, and he's like, I love these guys. Steven, if you're listening, please contact us. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> you don't have to give us anything free. Just say we hi. you. <laughs> Actually, if any any actors listen to this, <laughs> just give us a contact. Okay, we're gonna be we'll, fine. We'll friend. bring you on. Bring you on the podcast. What? That's it. We're that's, done. That's it. Okay. There's nobody else. Well, who else, who else would there be talking about? Well, you can find all of us on the podcast, which is found on all podcast streaming services. That is Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else. Just search for Recasted. We're the one with the most episodes. They're not great, but they're good. Uh, you can also find me in the Canuck Comic Guide store on Etsy. Great. Uh. As well as on Instagram under the same title. Um, we might, I might put stuff if we go, when we go to Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. I doubt I'll put anything on Instagram, but who knows. You can always check it out. Danielle uh, probably will. Well, where, where can they find her? At Fiona Beer. Come check it out. Yeah. And we're on to our last band movie of the month. Yep. And then we're going into new new themes, so can't believe August is almost over. Almost. Sad. One last movie. All right. Well, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch That Thing You Do.